Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome, baitcasters. Oh, I thought of a new one. You did? Oh, man. What is it? Wait, we, you got to say I knew I should have instantly texted it to you <laughs> or written it down. It was literally while I was in bed going to sleep and I had nowhere to put it. Oh. Should we restart or just roll? No. Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week for what we call you then. <laughs> oh, man. It's me, Bryce, and Aaron here, your camp host. We're so glad you're with us at Breaking Camp. Um, dude, camp Aaron. Host. Yeah, how was your? Uh, I'm super excited to hear. How was your steelhead weekend? Because you were going steelhead fishing oh. and all that. Well, I mean, it could be described as a typical steelhead fishing weekend, meaning we caught no fish. <laughs> I'm very familiar with those. However, ones. we didn't end up going. Oh wait, what? Yeah, change of plan. That's the that's one of the problems with recording a week ahead of time to try and <laughs> be current and relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Behind the curtain again. So what? What happened? Uh, fishing just been real tough down at the coast. So the guide was like, "We can, we can go, mm-hmm. uh, you know." But just to let you know, the last few days have been real tough, real slow going. He's mm-hmm. like, "We could just put the deposit towards something in the future, or go out on the yeah. Willamette for Springers or Buoy Ten or something." So I was like, "Oh, okay. that's good by me." Is he a guide from in like the Portland area, or is he down there? I think he lives down at the coast, but he oh, guides so all over. He, so he guides okay. coastal rivers. Bowie Ten, yeah, and uh, wow, Willamette for Springers. That's a lot of travel for him. Yeah, jeez, dude. But I don't really know if I want to go Willamette Springer no. fishing with a guide because I got a bunch of buddies with boats and I get to go out there. So exactly. that's a tough check to to write. Do but. you think he would let you use that rain check into uh, like summer next next fall? Yeah, for, for the summer steelhead, we could do that. Yeah, or we could do coastal stream fishing for fall chinook. Mm-hmm. That would be another one. That's probably better than Bowie Ten. I mean, yeah. I've got some friends I do that with, and that's not. Hmm. It's just sitting in a guide boat, you know. The real joy yeah, that yeah. I wanted was taking a small stream yep. on a drift boat, where yep. I didn't have to worry about it uh, with someone yeah. who was familiar with the water. And you did you already pay, or have you just booked? Just a deposit. A deposit. Okay. So, which is fine. Yeah. We ended up going camping. <laughs> it actually turned out all right because I we were going to have to leave the dog with somebody for a few days, and yeah. Then you really miss the dog, so oh, he goes on all of the adventures. He does. You guys have him everywhere. Everywhere. Which, he's so chill. It's just he's a pleasure yeah. to have around. Yeah. You know, he just chills out. And yeah, it is cool. So we'll be able to take the dog. We're headed over to the Deschutes and the Crooked River for a couple of days and a couple of nights. Oh, man. It was super cold. Yeah. But like uh, lows of like 25, highs of ni- uh, 60, so... Yep, that's what it sounds like in March in uh, the Deschutes in that area. It's like, you know, beautiful days, and you can get sunburnt, and then you get cold at night. Everything's frozen. Yeah, so we're probably a little Mm -hmm. early on on some of the hatches, but they've been catching fish over there, so I mean... March browns maybe starting to happen, Uh, a little little mayfly. Uh, Probably what uh, blue-winged olive you were talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. So Um, it'll be some of that. I mean, it won't be a major fish-heavy weekend, but it'll be... Put a line in every now and again. Yeah. Put the waders on, do it. I'll Nymphing, do it. Coral, do it. And, definitely under the surface. And yeah. then throw throw some spinners out, you know, as well, yeah. and see what we can catch there. I'll take my rod that has a little 
heavier than two pound test on it. Yeah, throw a blue my, fox. One there. of my trout rods just is super lightweight and yeah, short, which is great for my kayak. Yeah, not so great if you hook into anything. I, I remember there was a time a couple of years ago I was at, out in the North Fork res- Reservoir in the Clackamas uh-huh. in like September, and we're catching some trout, and then all of a sudden my buddy hooks into a steelhead. Oh, no way. And there's just steelhead all over on the upper side of the reservoir. Yeah. And, like, he, he hooked and landed probably six of them. Oh, my God. But I had, like, four-pound test on, so I just had no Oh, I totally would have gone after it. Yeah. Guess what Oh, happens? I did. They like, would just break. I probably had two-pound on. Oh, you, you did catch them? Or yeah, hook them? I would hook them, but there was no way. I mean, they were gone. They were, they were gone. They were fighters. They were big fish. But <laughs> just awesome. I never would have thought yeah. that those are in there. So that's on my list of places for September. To go fishing because you can get in the upper. Were you in a you were you in a kayak? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I'll see if I can pull a picture so I can grab the exact date for that you. That sounds fun. But yeah, okay. So Let's a little change of plans, but still, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, still it was a good weekend of fishing and camping. <laughs> yeah, we'll weather's see. good. We'll see. Dude, what do you got here? Oh, dude. Okay, so today's camp cooler. Kind of excited about this one. So, so f- before I even talk about uh, what we're drinking, um, it's a beer, right? It's a beer. Beer. Yeah. It's so in my. I like Instagram ads. So I'm because they're so because they know you they, so well. They know me, right? <laughs> I, I like it when they tailor ads to you. <clears throat> like one of the things that is irritating about um, about. The newspaper is that it's just ads for everyone. <laughs> no, no, the like TV, Amazon, Amazon drives me nuts because they advertise the thing I just bought for That's weeks. Weird. I'm like, no, I already. You guys are behind. Huh? Amazon will 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 like recommend I buy the thing I just bought. It's crazy. That's weird. It I, is. Weird. I don't have that Amazon you don't experience. Have that? Uh-uh. You don't. Mm-mm. I love Amazon. I just I've noticed it's like it's it'll be in there. Like buy it again. Well, I'm do you like, look no. it up on Amazon and then buy it at Bymart? <clears throat> no, because Amazon isn't going to know that. No, it's anyway. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like the Instagram ads, they just know me. They just know you. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And so and oh. then you can also you can also like select. I don't want to see this one, right? And it's away. It's gone, right? Oh. And and so one that has been popping up in my um, is in my feed is Athletic Brewing Company, and and so I'm like, what is this stuff? So I click on it and I I look at it and I read through it, and it's actually non-alcoholic beer. Hmm. And they have excellent advertising. They have all these. So like, it looks like when you drink this, you'll be fit. Is you'll that be, what it is? It, you'll be young. So if your choices are workout yeah. or have an athletic beer, yeah, you get the same results. I think that's what they're saying huh. because everybody they're showing in their ads is young and fit. I hope you brought a, bought a couple of cases. I did. So <laughs> I <laughs> so so anyway, I, I find the stuff and it's it's here in the northwest. You can get it at stores, and so I want to try it. And and the reason that I think it's a a viable option and it's worth checking out is because for various reasons you may or may not drink beer. And so should we mention right now that we are not, uh, this is not a sponsorship. Oh yeah. Because right now every other podcast is sponsored by athletic brewing. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, they're the new Squarespace. 
I did not know that. On every podcast, yeah. Huh. So, at okay. So, we are not sponsored. We are not sponsored. By Athletic. We just like it. We found it. And and so, here, I just, I'm just going to taste it before I get So, w- did you tell what flavor it is or what beer uh, it is? I smell it right now. So, today I we're smelled it. It smelled pretty free good. Free Wave Hazy IPA. Hmm. Um, so, this is like an IPA, but it's cloudy. Correct. Yeah. I smelled hints of maybe pineapple. Yeah, it's got a citrusy thing to it. Mm. Great, this, grapefruit. This is my favorite one so far. That one that tastes like Copenhagen was not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a dark one that kind of tastes like chew. <laughs> <clears throat> but but anyway, I I just That's pretty like good. I like it, and and they have I, I this is the fourth uh, variety I've tasted of Free Wave, and or I mean excuse me of uh, Athletic. And um, they are delicious. Hmm. And obviously, you know, so like if you're hanging out and you want to have a beer, but you don't want uh, alcohol, this. For example, like if you're hanging out and maybe you want a beer, mm-hmm. but it's 8.15 in the morning <laughs> and you don't want people to judge you, have an athletic brew. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, I have friends that don't drink. And so. Yeah. And so maybe they have drank in the past and ch- chose to not, or or they just don't, right? Yeah. And and so, um, anyway, there's there's a, a bunch of reasons why somebody would or wouldn't. Sure. Right? And so um, I just think it's kind of a cool thing. And that used to just you used to have like near beer, right? Near like beer duels and yeah. all these. And it's like I'm not trying to badmouth them, but they just aren't very good. And yeah. <clears throat> these are like craft brew quality. It's really good. Oh, it actually says craft brew right on the can. So there you go. Did you see on here that 2% of all sales go to restoring local trails? Dude, see, they got this figured out. Where are these made? This is back uh, back east. Brewed in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. California. No. Stratford, Connecticut. There it is. That's Two of them. Is. Yeah. Stratford, Connecticut, oh, San Diego. We should, <clears throat> we should really make sure that we do this segment well so that we can send them a clip. I just knew that it was and get those future free NA beers. Athletic, uh, look us up if you hear this. Please share this with Athletic. What I... if they just hap- tag them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you listen? Tag mm-hmm. Athletic Brewing. Yeah. So... Contains less than 05 percent alcohol. So this is like a kombucha. Exactly. But it's so tasty. This one's really good. I do like this. Um, anyway, so that's that's our our uh, brew, our camp cooler today. So there you go. Hmm. Well, thanks for bringing that. Yeah. So today's topic, I'm pretty excited about this one, Aaron. Okay. What do you got? <clears throat> Be a surprise. <laughs> what do you got? You don't know what we're talking about, do you? The first. Drinking of one of these beverages could be considered a. I'm not sure what you're talking about. That's the to- <laughs> the topic. The first time you have oh, one of these. Oh oh oh. So <laughs> sorry, that's my asking asking questions in Jeopardy format. Right. I'm like, dude, I don't have the Jeopardy brain, and I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. But you get it now. But now I get it. Yeah. So rites of passage. That's what we're talking about today. Hmm. Um. It's such a fascinating topic, um, according to me. <laughs> but I just think it is, it's really cool because 
you know, it's like as we were uh, discussing rites of passage and, and like what we think of what they are and, and really like how does the world use these? How do we use these? How have past civilizations and mm-hmm. different cultures use them? Yeah. And, and what have we experienced in our own lives? Right. Mm. You know, and it's it's really this this marking of time when we're moving from this to that. I got some details on that. You want to hear that? I do. So. This is according to the internet, source internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, rites of passage have three phases, separation, mm-hmm. liminality, and incorporation. Uh, what? <laughs> liminality. Liminality. That's the transitional phase. Okay. You can think of this one in like, I, I like to think of it in, in the vision quest, right. right? The Native American vision quest. You become separated from your tribe and your mm-hmm. former identity. Liminality is that transitionary phase. You're neither you're here neither nor there. Where you were or where you're going. Liminal space. But you're there. Mm-hmm. And then incorporation into mm-hmm. the yeah. new the new you. Yeah. That period between stages. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. Sorry. Um, so I, what else you got? Stuff. I think you had some you have some interesting like uh examples of rites of passage, right? Yeah, well, they kind of break them down. What I found, Bryce was asking me about this, and I'm like, I'm sure there's a bunch of these things. I just don't really remember a bunch of this stuff. So I was like, I'll counter that with some internet research. Attaboy. Bryce so, and Aaron Google stuff. Season two. That'd be a good podcast name. <laughs> Go um, to our other podcast. <laughs> different types of uh, rites of passage uh-huh. fall into these categories, right? Yeah. So the first, the first category I came across was coming of age. Okay. Like um, puberty? Puberty definitely could be c- considered one. Okay. A uh, toilet training. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your toilet training. Oh, coming of age in general terms. In okay. general, gotcha. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you could have uh, coming of age. I think some things that fell into that were like, um, I looked up and saw a debutante ball. Did you have a debutante ball growing up? No. What's well, no. this aristocratic tradition that the rich would have in like oh. introducing the daughter, right? The That's debutante why. ball. That's a big why. celebration. But I think today it's probably more known as like the sweet 16. So is this where you say you're a rich guy, you have this daughter, you invite your rich friends, and so then you... You, you say, who has the most, the who ri- gives the most cows the for my daughters? Yeah, I think this goes back to Bible times. <laughs> yes. Who has the best dowry? Right? How many goats would Which you like to was, give? Actually, I think dowries were reverse. It was like the dowry came with the woman back then in ancient times. Oh, you're times right. Because it was like, please, you know, marry my daughter. And it's like, I'll give you this many goats. And it's like, man, that seems insulting. And I'm like, it should be the other way around. And nowadays we would do it that way. Yeah. So. I mean, that that might be. <laughs> Maybe a debutante ball is a dowry in Paid forward, like maybe it's like a down payment. But I think your comparison there Mm -hmm. may be an issue that we have in looking back on things in lots of different ways in general. Be them biblical concepts, Mm -hmm. historical concepts. Mm -hmm. We're constantly placing the lens of today on on the 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 way of operation in the past. Uh, yeah. that, some of that cancel culture stuff sure. comes out of that, the taking down of the statues, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at the way that Europe has done sort of the remembrance of the past mm-hmm. and then the way that we have sort of looked at that over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I get, I th- I think there is a, a line you can walk there. You can remember the past, but if it's not worth honoring or if it's kind of something that is a little shameful, it's mm-hmm. a, it's okay to still remember that it happened, right? So let's help. Hopefully, we won't repeat history that way. Um, what were we talking about? The what? debutante ball. Debutante ball. Like, eh. okay. Okay, what so else? that's one. Yeah. Today we have the we would have maybe more like the Sweet Sixteen party. Right. Like they have on MTV. You know, they show those extravagant parties. <laughs> a lot of what we're looking at is the Western context of a rite of passage. There's a lot of different discussions on yeah. different civilizations, kind yeah. of outside of my area of knowing. So, Latino okay. culture, quinceanera. Quinceanera, I saw mm-hmm. that one. That's yeah. like when a girl becomes 15 yep. as a big party or yep. something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so coming of age, scarification. Uh, Are you familiar with that? No. So scarification is when... You are essentially branded or scarred. Wow. Yeah, there were some cool pictures of this. V- various different physical endurances. Y- you said this was today's time. Uh, it can be because, right, like involves scratching. Oh, it's in candy? Etch- candy, Oregon? Can be Oregon. If you're in Canby, <laughs> Oregon, this is going on. Some crazy pictures. But it involves scratching, etching, burning, branding, or superficially. Cutting designs, pictures, or words into the skin as a permanent body modification. Wow. I mean, you recently underwent some scarification. Over Christmas, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know if we were going to talk about that. Oh, no, we can't talk about Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got my first tattoo. First tattoo? Yeah. How old do you think I was when I got my first tattoo? Well, I'm going to guess it's much younger than I did, than I was, because I was 44. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. I think you have to be 18, even back then. So I'll just go 20. 20, 16. What? Yeah. How'd you do that? You could head up into Washington and go to the secret shop. No way. Yeah. Uh, you got an, like a black market Black market tattoo. underground tattoo. It's the don't ask, don't tell place. Where it was? Camus, Can Washington. Can you say where it is? Camus, Washington. <laughs> on your body? Oh, where it is on my body? Yeah. Oh, like on my shoulder blade. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Now, what's so, the significance of that? I went with friends. What's the significance of it? Yeah, why'd you decide to do that? Because you were 16, you didn't know better? Because it was probably more like it was something you shouldn't be doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the let's go do like it with doing, some yeah, friends. Breaking the right? rules. Went with a couple of friends mm-hmm. and got yeah. them. But that kind of, you know, you have pre-tattoo yeah. Bryce. Yeah. And then, like, we don't know what it's going to be like in a year or All two. All bets are off, dude. I might just you could have like your rails. eyelids tattooed on the inside, your inner lip. Yeah, you get those big earring mm-hmm. things. Yeah, the gauged ears. <laughs> yeah, put plates in my lips and stuff. Oh, probably. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I, um, it, it's so funny because for lots and lots of years I've wanted a tattoo, but yeah. I could never decide what the perfect picture is or whatever you know thing to put on there. Yeah. And I was kind of freaked out by the foreverness of it. I'm like, well, what if I don't want it anymore? And I finally just got to the age where I'm like, whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, who cares what, you know, it's just like, let's try this. Yeah. And so I got a forehead tattoo. And so there you go. Perfect. Well, people, once the world goes back to in person, <laughs> yeah. they'll get to see your forehead tattoo. <laughs> no, it was actually the cool. The story is, is kind of awesome because uh, it, it happened. A friend of mine from uh, Ecuador. Uh, his name's Nico. Uh, he he was coming up to visit us, and and we were all excited. And and basically through uh, conversation before he got here, <clears throat> we had we had been talking about what we were gonna do, and and um, somehow tattoos came up or whatever. And I was like, oh man, I've always wanted to get a tattoo. 
And I was kind of, I was serious, but sort of said it in a joking way in the conversation. And he goes, I want another tattoo. And I was like, well, maybe we should get one together. And it started this mm. fun conversation that got serious. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, wait, are we actually doing this? And then it became a thing. And so we did. We got matching tattoos. Wow. Uh, the cool thing is like we kind of did like a tree and mountain thing and like a mirror image mm -hmm. of the mountains. And so there's a mountain that is in Ecuador. And then there's Mount Hood. We use Mount Hood as our other one. And so it's kind of like representing like mine and his. And so mm. Mount That's Hood neat. is up on mine and and... Ecuador is down on his, and his is reversed. Oh. Uh, so, anyway, it's kind of fun. See if we can find a picture of that. I bet we experience could. and toss it up on Instagram. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, okay, so so those are some coming of age ones. Then we mm. run into some general like religious sort of ones. There's a lot of re religiosity sort of coming of age yeah. rituals over time. So there's a yeah. abundance of those in the internet here. So the first one, I don't know if we're gonna have to mark this. Uh, podcast explicit. Oh, the first one here is the wee wee snip. <laughs> that is, that's a day that most of us ne never remember. Never remember that young. one. A lot of crying involved in that day. <laughs> I think parents Cer are more scarred on that day than the kids. <laughs> Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the circumcision. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Then we also have baptism. Wow. And confirmation. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the bar bat mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. Yeah, so bar mitzvah for, for guys. Guys. Bat mitzvah girls, right? Yes. Yeah. And you were, we were talking a little bit about what is it, right? You know, it's like a right. pu puberty party, essentially. Sorry. It's a coming of it's age. it's 15 as well, right? It's 13. Oh, it's 13. Yeah, oh. so it's 13 for boys oh. and then 12 for girls, except in some different Jewish circles okay right okay um but i found out what it is specifically okay what is it so it has to do with like legalism in the bible uh -huh. going way back in that prior to a bar mitzvah bat mitzvah a parent is held responsible oh. for um for the child's actions in okay. whatever sort of in following the the, the laws the law the, yeah. law, the, the religious the law. religious law oh, and then after that it is the individual's responsibility to adhere to the law. Wow. So. I didn't realize that. I thought it was a coming of age kind of thing as far as like puberty and sort of you're mm -hmm. a woman, you're a man, right? Um, but yeah, that that's interesting. So now it's like their innocence essentially is gone. They, they're, they're responsible for their Can actions. no longer claim ignorance in mm -hmm. terms of. Right or wrong. Ways of being right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so that's the bat mitzvah, bar that's mitzvah. The, okay. And then we have the vision quest, the Native American vision. Probably my favorite coming of like age <laughs> uh, religious. I mean, this is probably some of each, but yeah. um, rite of passage. Just I love the idea of, you know, here yeah. you are with your tribe and your culture and your people. Now yeah. go, wandering mm -hmm. one, and you come back as, this is almost kind of like the <laughs> that, 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 that movie you gave me with the bears. Uh Brother Bear? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't that happen? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean... And he comes back and he's the eagle. The... Well, the... No. No? Did no. I miss... Did I, I miss... I might have fallen asleep. I think you fell asleep. <laughs> I thought the whole first part of it was like they go off and then they get their name and then one of them's like lover boy and one of them's like fighting eagle. Yes. But 
but then a brother dies in that first opening part of the movie. Okay. Right? And and so then the other brother, um, who's the angry one, it needs to, he that's the one who gets sent on his quest, but get, he gets turned into So there girl. is a quest. Yeah, it's like he's gotta go to the Northern Lights or whatever to to basically complete this this quest. Yeah. Okay. So I, kinda, I, I mean kinda. but I wouldn't call it a vision quest exactly. <laughs> that's like you got turned into a bear by the spirits or whatever, you know. I'll have to rewatch. I think you should watch it again. Uh, but like the Native American is it's kind of what you're talking about, yeah. right? And and so the cool thing about that, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that they would ha- they would not have their name like you know, um, whatever, Running Wolf or mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they have those this awesome names uh, that they get after their quest. Isn't that correct? Uh. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's yeah. how it works. Just, let's just say it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We we don't know, but I think that I I I want to say We understand I, the general concept of a vision yeah. quest. We don't know the details. Right. Right. I would like to have one. You do. And go do. It. I think that would be awesome. I think it's you know? cool. It's a good concept. Shut it down, you go out. I mean, you go uh mm-hmm. a lot of like outdoor ministry stuff will do this similar sort of a thing, right? Where you yep. go you're out and you go do your yep. 24 hours alone, right? right. And you fast and you just read and pray or do whatever, yeah. right? But it's similar. It's a condensed version of a vision quest. Yeah, yeah. Similar to that. I, it's such a, I'm like, man, 24 hours? That's nothing. Like, come on. we got. You barely go. even settle into the good stuff yeah. in 24 hours. You haven't even gotten over your fear yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to come back. So, huh. okay. That's cool. So the vision quest is one. And then we have, see, so we have some academic examples. Mm-hmm. Like the first day of a new school. Right, like yeah. you, you're transitioning from primary to a secondary school, sure. right, Absolutely. or college. Yeah, um, graduations yep. mark a completion, yep. right? Hazing and fraternal fraternities, like frats, mm-hmm. sororities, hazings, mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff. Rushing right? and all that, Rushing, right? Yeah. Although hazing isn't is kind of frowned upon these days. A bit, you would think it should be. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty nasty. Just reminds me of that s- scene in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> yeah. Where they're like squeal like a pig and spraying uh, them with ketchup and mustard and stuff. Yeah, You're just basically humiliating them and abusing people. Yeah, yeah. So then we got some professional ones, like a white coat ceremony yeah. for doctors, doctors and yeah. medical mm-hmm. professions, mm-hmm. like a first uh, first solo flight for somebody who's going to be yeah like a, a pilot. A pilot. Mm-hmm. Getting pinned, it says on here. What's so, that one? So is this uh, what you would use in like fire service, maybe maybe first responders, police, that mm-hmm. kind of thing? Uh, so I was a volunteer oh, firefighter. Oh, like that ceremony. Yeah, the pinning. Okay. Yeah, you, f- you finish your academy, and then you, you uh, get pinned with your badge. Yep. So I did that with fire service. Um, that's cool. That's a, Actually, that was kind of a pretty meaningful one because, um, you know, it's a public service, right? And mm-hmm. so it's not only the kind of marking, okay, hey, we're, you're ready, right? You've you've done all your certs and stuff like that, and you've you've trained, and now you're ready to do this. But it's also um, like that brotherhood with your mm, with mm-hmm. your kind of comrades. You know, you went through academy with, and everything is kind of solidified. And um, so, and then it's also cool to bring your family into that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, similar to what we do with search and rescue when you go through a period of mm-hmm. initiation, mm-hmm. training, certification, yeah. and then you become part of the tribe and, and the people. Right, yeah. you can identify with them. Yep. So. Okay, so here we're going to get into, really get into some story time. Love it. Sports. Sports. Tell me about your martial arts. 
You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so some sports examples I thought of would be like first goal. Oh, yeah. Right? So tell us about your first goal playing I soccer. I don't remember it. What about like your first, your first varsity Ooh, I, soccer or your first college soccer goal, right? You probably remember mm-hmm, those. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably the, the biggest standout high school soccer moment. There's two. Um, and I'll just use one, but it was when I had moved high schools. And so you and I went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And so it was at that high school. And I was the new kid. I'd been there just a couple of weeks. We played our first game, and I scored a goal in that first game, nice. which was really kind of awesome in a lot of levels. But but what was neat was <clears throat> after the game, a guy came up to me and said, hey, you're Bryce, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, "Is a guy you? on your team? Nope. He wasn't oh. on the team. He was out of the crowd. Wow. But he was friends with a lot of the players. They were all upperclassmen. Okay. And uh, I was a junior, so so this guy was a senior. And he's like, hey, um, I've been wanting to meet you. He goes, you just played really well tonight, and I just want to say congrats, and I'm glad you're here. Wow. So to me, that was really, really cool because I had um, in kind of a, I don't know, for all intents and purposes, I'd become part of the team that day, mm-hmm. even though I was already part of You'd the team. You'd been on the team for a while. Yeah. And you joined. yeah, yeah. But they're like, oh, hey, you like, we're we want you here, right? You know, we, we're glad you're here. So then the next weekend I broke my ankle. Oh, <laughs> so, bummer. But, but like, but the, but the fact remained, like I was a part of the team mm-hmm. from that, from then on, you know? And so that was really kind of cool. Yeah. So some of the reading I was doing was looking at like the psychological effects on the individual and the group and the unit. Mm. Right. Um, and so it's talking about the initiation period and initiatives. Yeah. Initiates. Um, and it says here, rewards during initiation have important consequences in that initiative initiates who feel more remor- rewarded express stronger group identity yeah. as well as group attraction. Initiations can also produce conformity amongst new members. So these psychological experiments have shown that when you have a moment of joining and accepting, yeah. oftentimes around one small specific little thing, right? right. Like you were saying... You joined the team and you showed up and you went to practice for a week, but yeah. you didn't really feel accepted. You didn't know what, where your worth fit you're in. You're still and earning your sudden, spot, right? You're like respected and yeah. you're in, and then you move into the next phase yeah. of that incorporation. Yeah. So super cool. That's cool. Okay, so we got first goal there. Mm-hmm. The next one I would say is first. It. I'll just list this as an example. We don't need to talk about, it, but first fish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. it might not be your first fish you ever caught, but it might be. You're trying to fly fish, and you right. go out, and you yeah. never caught a fish, and all of a sudden, like you catch your first fish on a fly, yeah, or you catch your first f- fish on a fly that you've tied, exactly, right? Like then you feel like you've moved into mm-hmm. a new identity formation sort yep. of thing of like, oh, I don't feel like I'm just pretending and trying; like I yeah. feel like I've accomplished, yep, and I am this, yep. And then you got a story about your first buck, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, get, I had uh, not hunted as a younger guy. And just that's how life happened, right? It just wasn't in the cards for um, just my family and and the, some of the situations that my dad was going through, um, not personally, but like in his job, and he just mm-hmm. didn't have the time. And and um, so anyway, I I had gotten married, and um, my wife Amy, her uncle's uh, hunt, and and so they were super excited. They were great, welcome me in. Talk about a lot of <laughs> initiation, like mm-hmm. they were. They were awesome because, like, they were ruthless about making fun of me, but 
in a loving way. And it mm-hmm. was kind of like, hey, if they're making fun of you, they really like you. So that's a good, mm. they, they like you, right? Yeah. If they're not, then you should probably be worried. Yeah. You know, and so <clears throat> anyway, they were super excited. So uh, basically, um, I was hunting with um, Uncle Carrie is his name. And and um, just we were having a great day. And um, I ended up getting my first buck um right out of the gate i mean 10 minutes into our first morning together oh so you like park the rig (laughs) walk six steps it's not like shoot it it's kind of like in the the scene in wedding crashers or something it is so funny because like he remembers the story and he's like we were doing what is known as a high road low road hunt you know and so kind of sounds like what you think it is Mm -hmm. right and so i was up on the higher road and we're just really slowly walking along he's like i just had gotten to my road and I look up to see where you are because we're kind of like trying to parallel each other. And and he goes, you're down. Was it on you guys individually knee. walking? Yeah. So not he's, in groups. Right. But like, was, you're up. He's down. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And he sees me um, with my gun raised on a knee, you know, and I shoot. And I and he goes, I look to my left and you, and you can still see the truck. that sounds like my kind of hunting you know (laughs) some people talk about walking for miles days and it was hilarious because like it was a fork and horn so not a big not a big trophy Mm -hmm. but what i what i had kind of been taught not like there's a right or wrong but like guys are like look if you would take the deer on the last day of the season you should take it on the first day like it it, that that's one one school of one school of thought right and especially for the first timers, the new guys that are just trying to get some reps in and want to get some experience, right? Sure. So, so anyway, I end up um, shooting this deer, and because so, you're better off with the deer and the experience and the and the yeah, then like ridicule of like, dude, why didn't you take the shot, yeah. right? I'm like, I don't know. I thought I'd wait for a bigger one. Like, there's no bigger ones around here, you know. Like, you just yeah. never know, right? Yeah. And so anyway, um, did my job, took care of this thing, and um, when did at what point did Carrie? initiate you by yeah taking the blood from the buck and wiping it on your cheeks and your nose no that's exactly what happened what i'm not kidding you really i'm serious i gotta see these pictures uh they don't (laughs) exist because that was before digital oh no cameras no point and clicks disposables uh i don't even know okay but you did do this oh yeah we'll take your word for it yeah yeah oh this happened i don't care if you take my word for it (laughs) you pull your shirt off and you just so yourself. it was funny because he's like he comes over and so of course the the deer had expired which is good right so we're we're all like sitting is that a down fancy and word that means it's dead it's dead okay it's dead okay and um so he goes hey i don't know this is your first buck right and i'm like yeah it's my first deer and he goes oh oh this is a special day you know and he just does this beautiful little ceremony and he and he talks about how you know when when a, a you know a brave would get their first deer, you know they would go through this thing. They would thank the animal for their life. They would mm-hmm. you know put their finger in the wound, and then they would they would paint their face with the blood in a little bit, and they would leave that for the re- for like that day, and then it would not wash it off until the morning. Mm. And it's just like signifying you're thankful for this animal, you're honoring its life, and then you've kind of been marked as like a hunter, right? And so. I'm like, he's joking, right? Like, this is, jo- he's joking. I'm like, you're not really doing this, are you? And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing this. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it was the coolest thing. <clears throat> and so he did. He painted up my face, and I come home, and 
grandpa sees me with blood on my face and <laughs> it was wow. actually cool well, that's neat. so so whether or not they were messing with me and they all had that as kids it doesn't even matter yeah. right because it became a thing it became a thing mm-hmm. but and i think it was actually that was their family that's their tradition right? yeah i'm gonna start doing this maybe like with roadkill okay yeah just pull over yeah do a little ceremony honor the animal honor the animal yeah Smear it on my face. I think it. Do, <laughs> do it with a skunk. <laughs> so I know that in uh, Native American cultures, uh, the first fish mm-hmm. would be caught and released because the story goes, you know, they thank the fish and the fish then goes and says, yep, it's 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 fine to come up. Oh. You know, so the story is. I see. That's a part of it. So it's that process of thank you. Mm-hmm. bless us bless our culture provide abundance right put it back in it goes and tells the other fish you know it's fine to come on up and then you have an abundant harvest huh. so i couldn't i would imagine the thing you're talking about is a real thing oh yeah well and i'm just like e- even in that family i'm sure it's real for for like native american culture i just love celebrating those kinds of things because there's no weird like spiritual thing involved it's just mm-hmm. literally being thankful for another living thing that, yeah. that you took its life, and so you could wordsmith that however you want, but but this thing gave its life for you. You're thankful, and you're honoring it, yeah. and you're gonna and you're gonna do it the dignity of taking care of the meat. You're gonna, I, I didn't waste it. I ate, you know ate the meat. Um, I actually preserved the hide and the horn. You know all mm. the, I still mm-hmm. have the horns, and so it's like there there's a lot of I think honor you can do nature by caring for it after you've harvested yeah so anyway that's cool kind of cool story yeah yeah have you ever done shed hunting is that what it's called i haven't it seems boring it's a, it does well i was thinking it'd be fun <laughs> yin and yang over here oh, man so interesting our <laughs> ideas of fun here a, I think it'd be fun to just go somewhere and walk around. Like I think That's that would be great. That's my point. It sounds like a road wander, trip. do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Get lit, especially somewhere where phones don't work. You know, that's great. <laughs> but also, the other reason I was thinking about it is because they have a lot of these dog chews that are antlers. Yeah. And they are expensive. Have you yeah. ever seen those things? Like oh, yeah. forty bucks for a little antler chew. Yeah. I well, see up here on my on the little loft up there, I have a ton of antlers. And is um, it up there so your dogs don't eat them? But, no, but I just keep them out of the way. I was going to make a big, like, chandelier or whatever, and I just didn't. And then I'm like, well, maybe I should cut those up and sell them. Mm. I just haven't, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, so I think it's cool to have horns <laughs> around, too, but, like, yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so then we talk about another sports example was uh, achieving, like, achieving your black belt in karate, right? Like, cool. you have that yeah. period, and that's the completion, and then you've arrived, and mm-hmm. you have identity and accepted I was going to ask you, I said it earlier, mm-hmm. you ever done any martial arts? No. Never? Huh. You never. You ever watch Karate Kid? Oh, of course. Fight with your neighbors or nothing? I did fight with, well, okay. I fought with a neighbor as a kid who was a karate guy. And um, no, I'm not bragging here, we were just little kids, right? But he didn't win with his karate. <laughs> so. I have a very similar story yeah. with Tommy. So the funny thing was... I had a teacher at the time that was uh, a, ca- a cadet, um, what do you call it, like a volunteer police officer. I think they're, I can't remember what they're called. but anyway. Reserve officer. Reserve, yeah, something. there you go. 
And he was all excited about what he was doing outside of school hours. And he was the most fun teacher in fourth grade. And um, he was he would teach us their little moves of, you know, like taking hold of control mm. of bad mm-hmm. guys, right? And then like, you know, tripping them and getting control of them and stuff. So he would share these with us. And I used them on this kid <laughs> who was coming at me. Oh, and it co- worked. And you were like, come at me, bro. <laughs> I was just like, dude. And so we're like, you know, what are you in fourth grade? Like 10, 11, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I think 10 This many. Old. Yeah, little, right? <laughs> you can't do much damage. But yeah. this guy was serious. He was going to karate me. I had one of those too. I had a Tommy. I won't say his last name. Mm-hmm. That's not even actually his, his, his real first name. But he won uh, probably one of the only fights I've been in. Yeah. Probably fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. And he wanted to do karate on me. And uh, <laughs> You're like, no. I mean, I just remember he didn't whoop me with karate. Like, I think it probably turned into those typical sort of wrestle mat- matches right. as they do. But I've done a little bit of martial arts. I, I yeah. took taekwondo for a while, uh-huh. which seems very impractical. Uh, it might be very great for, like, doing a taekwondo battle in the ring, you know, for sport competition. Okay. But doesn't seem very... It ain't going to get me far on the streets. Oh, right. right. You know? So I'm not going to stand up and, like, sort of blew knock you there. over and then... Pause, pause and, ho- and get in position, you know, and wall. Because I remember there's, like, this twist, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, right. uh, but I did take... Um, during one of the probably the fittest times in my life, I took uh, Krav Maga classes for a while, and okay. that was really cool. That's based upon like Israeli self defense. Oh wow! Trainings, and a lot of it is used by police officers, military. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it's like a, it's a, this is a fight to, uh, like subdue, right? Subdue, get the, take the opponent out. Yeah. Like the 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 goal is to get this. Opponent down and off me, whatever that takes immediately. So it's like yeah, a yeah. recognized threat and then attack and yeah, we're not going to We're not drawing this out. We're not going like, to mess around and dance around with our fists up. You know, yeah, it's like I'm yeah. going to look for every opportunity to take it as quickly as I can yeah. to subdue you, right? Whether that's a, <laughs> that's awesome. So the a lot of the sh- local sheriff's office here, actually, the guy who owned it was a sheriff deputy, mm-hmm. and uh, super cool, great training. But I would also then take their kickboxing classes. So I'd go a couple of times a week and take a class. Right. And then you go a couple of times a week and you do like kickboxing. And that was what got me in shape. I mean, I should bounce fast. So I should maybe oh, go back. <laughs> do some more Krav Maga. Yeah. Krav- Tim Krav- McGraw. Tim, Tim McGraw. <laughs> Tim McGraw, Krav Maga. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I should look into that because uh-huh. it, was, it was cool. Um, it's also very practical, right? It's like... Th- yeah. Situational Self awareness. Uh, yeah. Assessment of situations of what's yeah. going on and just yeah. being aware of the threats and ready to take whatever action. Kind of avoiding them, but then when you when yeah. you can't avoid it, you can yeah. neutralize it. Yeah. That's cool. Neutralize. That's a really neutralize the enemy. There you go. That's a good term. But anyway, so that's <laughs> that's martial arts. Did you have any other ones on, on your list that you Dude, had that I didn't cover? My favorite one. Um so I was I was talking to a, my friend uh, Eric. Uh, last night prepping for this and I was like, dude, what are some rites of passage and stuff like that? I was talking through different things and he and I really grew up together um, and I've known him the longest of anybody. Um, And so we had a lot of fond memories, but there's one that sticks out and we didn't even think about it in the conversation. He called me today. He's like, dude, so we are blood brothers. Oh, wow. You did that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was... (laughs) 
Awesome. You have the scar still across your palm? Well, um, okay, so... If we you did little... it somewhere other than the palm, I'm not sure I want to hear about it. <laughs> we were little. We were little also, right? Okay. And 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 I grew up in the era, and we we grew up in the era of of Grizzly Adams, right? Yeah. And that's where we got the idea, right? Because there was a there was a Native American mm-hmm. in his uh, region that he would kind of that he lived in, and and they in one of the episodes became blood brothers, right? And they cut themselves and they shake hands and uh, kind of yeah. wrap their yeah. hands together, right, and ceremonially. And we were like, we got to do this, right? And so I remember we're at my house. And again, we're probably, gosh, we're probably third grade. Okay. You know? And, you know, you get your little pocket knife. And I'm like. It's just just rusty. I I can't. I can't cut myself. (laughs) No way. I can't do this. Like, how do we. I don't want to cut. That seems like it'll hurt, right? And so he and I, in our infinite wisdom at that age, we look down at our knees, and they're all skinned up, right? And he's like, well, let's pick some scabs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so we did. And we, like, put our knees together. And, like, we did the whole scene. It was serious as wow. a heart attack, dude. It was like, we're blood brothers. Wow, does he ever. listen to this? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's like, he says, he says he's our number one I fan. didn't see that coming. Oh, dude. It was amazing. And to <laughs> this day, like, hey, that's my blood brother. These are all finalized with a uh, ceremony, a huge deal, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Lots of people, lots of pump and circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, I think that's where some of them are, right? That yeah. quinceanera, the bat mitzvah, yeah. the, the, you know, all those, the, what is it called? Debutante ball. Uh-huh. I think those are silly. Pinning, pinning celebration, you know, some pinnings, of those can be really big. Um, uh, graduations, obviously. Yeah. A lot of those are huge. But I also see the beauty of the ones that are intimate. It's small. Maybe it's just two people. And, um, you know, you're just, nobody else needs to really know about mm. it, right? One like. One like. It's just so good. It, it keeps is getting, so good. It's so relevant. And, and it's, you know, it avoids, like, things getting weird and showy because I think the whole point of a rite of passage, in, in my estimation, mm-hmm. right, again, this is my opinion, would be that it you're not focusing on yourself to say look at me, but mm. you are ab- you are absolutely in the focal point of this situation, but it's it's in a way that you're saying I'm recognizing transition mm. from this thing to that thing from mm. this place to that place, and so like that when you so it becomes more about the show and more about the uh, celebration. Then it really be then it holds to the impact of the moment or the experience. Like you're saying, the small intimate ones can be just as powerful mm-hmm. or more so than the big showy flashy ones. Right. Yeah. 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 I I mean I think so. Anyway, that's just how I roll. You know? I think so too. I think we're gonna be next week talking a little bit about something kind of in a similar vein hmm. um, with epic. And adventure mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. And social media, the one like show. Little, little, I like it. Little teaser. That'd be good. So cool. Well, that was fun. That was a good little chat. Um, if you have thoughts and ideas on 
rites of passage, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. you. Leave a message somewhere, all the places. Call us, 503-427-8743. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, want to ch- thank producer Chad. Although this episode, Chad has not been in the booth. Do you got him out mowing or yeah. something? Is that what I keep hearing? Yeah, the grass is a little long. Okay, so and he's been out there doing that. Yeah. So if that comes through on the audio, that's Chad. This Chad. Thank you, Chad, today for getting your mow on and also finishing <laughs> this episode up later. Uh, leave us a review somewhere, some stars, all the stars, Bryce would say. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys next week. And most importantly, get outside and have some fun. Mm-hmm.